The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, a recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. State, city, and Capitol Police are collaborating with city agencies to prepare for potential unrest in Richmond as the presidential inauguration approaches. This follows an emergency declaration made by the city earlier this week. Patrick Larson has more. The Joint Unified Command released a statement saying, quote, Last week's attack on the United States Capitol and recent credible threats of violence concerning capital cities in states nationwide underscore the importance of being prepared. Richmond's state of emergency declaration notes the possibility of unrest related to General Assembly lobby days. The first of those is the Virginia Citizens Defense League's annual gun lobby day, held this year on January 18th, which organizers say will consist of a car rally. Authorities are expecting armed demonstrations. Law enforcement and city officials wouldn't give specifics on security plans, but say they're prepared with necessary resources to keep the city secure. Patrick Larson, VPM News. Last week's attack on the U.S. Capitol by pro-Trump extremists marked the first time it was breached since the British set it on fire in 1814. For many historians, other events also came to mind, as Alan Rodriguez Espinoza reports. Stephanie Arduini, director of the American Civil War Museum in Richmond, says the Capitol riot may go down as one of the most infamous acts of violence that have taken place in Congress. Another example is the time Senator Charles Sumner was beaten with a cane by a fellow legislator in 1856 for criticizing slavery. It was so sensational and emblematic of the deepening divisions within the United States at the time. Kadata Williams is a historian with Wayne University and the host of the forthcoming VPM podcast, Seizing Freedom. She says last week's images of the white nationalist mob in D.C. reminded her of the Red Summer of 1919, when hundreds of black Americans were lynched by white supremacists. None of the white perpetrators were ever held to account. One image from last week shows a man carrying a Confederate flag for the first time in history inside the Capitol. Arduini says she found this photo particularly striking. It's embodying those ideas from the 19th century. It also shows just how present those same ideas are with us today. Alan Rodriguez Espinosa, VPM News. Attorney General Mark Herring's office has received more than 500 complaints of price gouging during the pandemic. On Tuesday, Herring announced that his office reached a $2,500 settlement with Jewel Wellness Pharmacy. The Arlington-based business was accused of raising the prices of rubbing alcohol. Those who purchased rubbing alcohol from Jewel Wellness Pharmacy between March 20th and March 25th of last year may be entitled to financial reimbursement. The Attorney General's office claims they've recovered $355 million in relief for consumers. Senator Jennifer McClellan plans to file a bill that would provide more protections for people facing foreclosure. Roberta Roldan has more. Under Virginia's current foreclosure law, a mortgage company only has to give two weeks' notice before it auctions off someone's home. The proposal from Senator McClellan would increase that to 60 days. It would also require that companies educate homeowners about legal aid and other financial resources. McClellan says the goal is to keep more people in their homes, especially during a pandemic. 
there was an affordable housing shortage before COVID and COVID has only made it worse. And there's a fierce urgency of now because of both the health and economic crisis that, that many homeowners find themselves in. The proposed changes would also make it harder for creditors to seize the homes of low-income Virginians. The bill would ban courts from forcing the sale of a property to satisfy debt if the home is worth less than the median value in the area. Roberto Roldan, VPM News. Members of Virginia's General Assembly can begin getting vaccinated for COVID-19. Elena Yarmoski, a spokesperson for Governor Ralph Northam, confirmed to VPM that lawmakers are now eligible for vaccines. They're part of the state's second priority group in the current COVID-19 guidelines. She said the administration prioritized lawmakers because they regularly interact with the public. Yarmoski said the move would help instill public confidence in the vaccines. The General Assembly begins its annual legislative session today. VCU Health is reporting they've vaccinated almost 9,000 of their frontline health care workers. Now the university says it will move to vaccinate its medical students. VCU says it's received enough doses in the last few days to vaccinate about 2,100 students, starting with those who've been most at risk of COVID-19 exposure. The university says a large majority of these students will play critical roles in staffing future vaccination events. VCU will also offer vaccines to faculty and staff who work as campus health care providers. On Monday, Richmond City Council approved a resolution calling for homeless shelters to be more inclusive to the LGBTQ community. Although data is limited, one survey found about a quarter of transgender people don't seek emergency shelter fearing discrimination. Council member Stephanie Lynch, who sponsored the resolution, says residents experiencing homelessness should not be re-traumatized. We need to do everything that we can to protect and, and to honor what our vulnerable population thinks is best for them particularly those that are in a homeless shelter and already in a really uh, at-risk situation. The resolution that council passed outlines a series of recommendations. They include creating anti-discrimination policies and staff training on sexual orientation and gender identity. This is VPM News. This newscast was recorded on Tuesday, January 12th at 6 p.m. Some of these stories may have changed from the time you've heard them. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.